Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You are about to listen to the dark forest Let's give you the info about it First of all, you know the websites dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, jackiecation.com has everything. All my podcasts, including uh, videos of my stand-up, my stand-up schedule, merchandise you can purchase if you would like, and a lot more info than you possibly even need. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg sang and produced and composed that song at the beginning of the show. He sang with his wife, Sarah. It's very beautiful. At the end of the program, he sings his version of the Mexican hat dance. That's Mike Rickberg. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He is uh, the web designer over there. And Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And in this case, there's a video intro. Very exciting. Anyway, those are the websites. If you want to support the show, you're doing it already by listening to it or watching it. And Another way is to tell your friends and family, go on iTunes, do a review. Another way is to just give me money. Yeah. You could go use the donate button. You can make it even monthly if you're okay with making things monthly. You do a PayPal monthly. There's a monthly choice on PayPal. The PayPal is a button on the Jackie Cation or the Dork Forest website, and it goes directly to me. Thank you very much. I will use it wisely or foolishly. Your call as well. Now. My email address, Jackie at JackieCation.com, is where you can contact me if you have any questions or concerns and about the Dork Forest. And I do have a Venmo account. It's Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. Another way to support the show is on DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com. There's an Amazon link. And the Amazon link just takes you to Amazon. You order like normal, and it supports the show because you came from JackieCation or DorkForest.com. Very exciting. Other than that, oh, there are, there is a band camp. You can, if you have listened to all the episodes that are free and you need more content, there are several live episodes that are at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And those cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge a couple of bucks. There's also a storytelling album there that you can listen to some stories that I did live. And there are 17 free episodes before the Dork Forest was pre-recorded. So the audio isn't very good, but the guests were super funny and fun and dorky. So if you want to do that, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. Other than that, let's see if there are other things that I should be talking about. Possibly uh, the merch. Yeah, if you want to buy merch. The only other thing I want to talk about is the merch. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. Uh, and you can get stand-up comedy t-shirts. You can get my albums or my DVD over at JackieCation.com slash merch. There's pins. There's a challenge coin. There's a bunch of new things happening over there. Anyway, a lot of information. I think, I don't think I've missed anything, but who cares? Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room, but we're doing quarantine dork forest. So I'm with uh, my old pal, Jib Wooster. How you doing, Jim Wooster? I'm doing all right. I'm also semi-quarantined, like we all sure. are. Sure. But you're essential, right? Are you essential? I, well, I'm not as, 
not in the traditional sense of the word, but uh, <laughs> my company does my company. The company I work for does, uh, among other things, sanitizing and disinfecting of homes and offices. So, so yes, I feel like that is a relatively. So, what we're gonna so people. I don't do it. I do the marketing for it. I don't go into the homes and do this. I market for the people who do. Oh, but. which I think should be able to be done from home. And hopefully they will too soon. And it is. Oh, is it now? No, they do. Oh, yes. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yes. Uh, I know that you're not really that like psyched about it. Home, but that's, but <laughs> who cares what I think? <laughs> right. No one cares what you think right now. No one cares what any of us think. Let's all stay the fuck home. Right. Uh, okay. No. Yeah. You're dorkdom. Let's do it. Well, first of all, uh, Razorcake.com has some book reviews that they can read from Jim Wooster. And um, and that's where we're at with that. And I talk about you all the time. So why don't they listen to old episodes of The Dork Forest? And I talk about how great you, the stand-up you used to do when uh, I could uh, twist your arm and get you to do stand-up. Now it's all online. You want to do stand-up online? I, yeah, well, yeah. I just sort of, I devolved. I I don't know that I ever truly believed that this day would happen, but it happened about three years ago. I just found myself not getting on stage anymore. So, yeah, it's weird. I just write now. You just write. And uh, here's where I'm at with this is I want to talk about your dorkdom, which is Columbo, a TV program. Columbo, the TV All right. program, <laughs> which you what? told me in an email that you haven't really seen and only know about the many decades worth of cultural references to it. It's true. I only know the cultural references to it because of how, um, of how it, it's used in stand-up comedy. So I've seen the impressions of it. I just right. haven't actually seen an episode or if I have, it's been so long. I don't remember it. Like what? me and game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get I the know reference. game of Thrones cultural references. I've never seen an episode. Okay. Um, I've tried with Game of Thrones. It's been well documented. It didn't take. But talk to me about Columbo. When did it come <laughs> out? Who's in it? <laughs> okay, Columbo. Yeah, I am curious as to how many people, how many people who we will call young, uh, <laughs> know about it. Not that we are, not that we are young, but so Columbo. I guess I could have looked this up. <laughs> no worries. Columbo, the TV show. Well, here's the Columbo character. Let's go really far back. Uh, in the early 60s, the two creators of Columbo, uh, uh, let's, what are their names? Uh, Dick Levinson and William Link wrote a mystery play, a whodunit play, or not a whodunit play, a, the, it's a how is the guy going to get caught play called Enough Rope. And this was back in the days when people still went to see mysteries and detective stories on stages before oh. they realize that TV does it better for free and that stuff. <laughs> but there was a Broadway okay. play about wow. a doctor, or maybe he might have been a psychologist or both, or a psychiatrist, who plans the perfect murder of his wife. And a lovable Irish cop played by the guy who plays Uncle Billy in It's a Wonderful Life uh, okay. catches him. Solves the crime or has arrests him, beats the perfect crime. Right. And it was about the murderer, but the audience really loved it. What's that? Okay. No, I'm just agreeing over here. What? Did you say something? Billy? Okay. 
I so said Uncle Billy. It was about the murderer, but the audience loved the cop. Okay. And so they made a TV movie out of it with Gene Barry and Peter Falk. Right. And people loved Peter Falk's character. And fun fact, the, the when they were casting the movie, they first tried to get Bing Crosby to play Columbo. But he was fully retired and didn't want to come back to Hollywood and do it. Oh, that's fascinating. That is very so they interesting. They cast Peter Falk. Yeah. He and he would have made a fine Columbo, actually. Smoke because he's a pipe. He's no Bing Crosby had this pipe that he always smoked, and a lot of his characters smoke. And he would have just wandered into the various crime scenes smoking <laughs> his pipe, not looking terribly bright. Right, just fiddling with his pipe as he talked to people. Crimes. Yes, exactly. So they made that TV movie. It was a hit. The the uh, the network or studio, one or the other, wanted another movie. So they made another one. This time the criminal was Lee Grant, best known at, to us as the prosecutor in Defending Your Life. Oh. And that was a hit. So they started making mystery movies that came out about once a month per season. And it was a huge, massive hit around the world. At one point... The State Department asked Peter Falk to assure the country of Romania that there would be more Columbos coming. <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry there's a three-second delay on this program, because that's, pop- that's bananas. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, that's how popular it was. Wow. People could not get enough of Columbo, and uh, I was too young to true. I don't think, I, I don't know that I watched it or and or under, maybe I watched it and didn't really get it as a kid, but at some point in my 20s, I started watching uh, all of them. Right, because they went into reruns. And they're on one of the major, yeah, and I think I saw them on one of the main streaming services. I don't remember which one. It looks like IMDb says that you could watch it for free on IMDb TV. Did you know there was an IMDb TV? (laughs) I knew IMDb had various videos. I didn't know they had their own network. (laughs) Uh But the TV show started in 1921, according to IMDb. 1971. 1971. Uh, Yes. And before that, there were two movies, two TV movies. One was called Prescription Murder, and the other was called Ransom. And they both for a had dead Peter man. Falk in them as well. And they both had Peter Falk in them. All right. Uh, so the TV show went. It looks like from seventy-one to two thousand and three. Have you seen all of them? No. Okay. Uh, there was a. <laughs> what happened was there was they made. Well, there was a. There's a considerable gap. At some point in the late seventies, uh, Falk stopped doing it. I don't. Part of it is I think his fee just got too expensive. Part of it is he wanted to make more movies, and he did make some good movies in the seventies. What other movies? Especially did he the make? in-laws. Oh, I remember the in-laws. Did you see the in-laws? Have you seen the in-laws? Alan Arkin, Adam Art, no, Alan Arkin, and Peter Falk. I do remember that. Yeah, uh, and the Brinks job, which objectively I don't remember if it's good or bad, but I did love it and would love to see it again. <laughs> Uh, what do we love about Peter Falk? He's a tiny man, is he not? He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's he is every man in his way. He's deceptively handsome. <laughs> what does that I, mean? I didn't realize how handsome he was. I didn't realize how really handsome he is 
until I saw a picture of him with the two creators, Levinson and Link, who are what you would call average looking guys. You put him next like, oh my God, that is one handsome man. But he does not behave like a handsome man necessarily. Assuming oh. that handsome men have behavior. I might, be, I might be wrong about that. He, You know what? I just... Also, everyone loves... Go ahead. Uh yeah, uh, I just Google, I just Google imaged Peter Falk uh, throughout the years, and Peter Falk is a very handsome man. You are correct. Yes. All right. But, Go ahead. But you don't necessarily realize that when you're watching Columbo. Right, right, because he's kind of scruffy looking. What about um, throughout the years? You were yeah. going to say, or did I say that? God knows. Oh, so oh, so yeah, so so he stopped doing them, and which meant they stopped doing them. And they started making new movies in the late 80s. I remember watching one in 89. I think that was that, in my memory. That's the earliest one I watched. And he wanted to play Columbo again. The scripts are very hard to write, apparently. And as time went on, fewer and fewer writers were turned out who could uh, actually write them. Uh, what makes them hard some to them write? Bad. Some were actually really good. Yeah, it's hard. That's hard to craft a mystery. And oh, that's as as time went on, younger writers came out of writing schools or wherever they learned to write, came out of their apartments, wherever, <laughs> unable and or uninterested in writing, uh, in crafting a good detective story because it's a complicated mystery so towards the end it is so towards the end like at one point uh there is one where uh his niece goes missing and he has to find her and then (laughs) one they just (laughs) gave up entirely and called called it uh columbo columbo goes undercover and they just like yeah yeah, we have no idea how to write detective just screw it let's just do this Okay. All right. So what I want you to tell me is I want you to tell me a couple of your favorite episodes and who, like uh, or favorite like guest stars because they were famous for their guest stars too. Yes. Well, the for those who haven't seen it, my favorite episodes are the ones with killer payoffs at the end. So so for like Leonard Nimoy plays a surgeon and that ending is is a uh, is Tour de quite force. the payoff. Robin Jones, what's that? Yes, Robin Jones would tell you that his favorite is Ross Martin, the art critic, which has a great payoff. One, okay. everyone loves, uh, well, Robert Culp, you know who Robert Culp is? No. Look up Robert Culp so you know who I'm talking about. He was, he was one it? of the regular villains. Uh, C-U-L-P. I assume you'll say, oh, that okay. guy. But one of the there's a uh, cat oh, and mouse guy. one where the ending isn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does he play? He plays a uh, he plays a guy who he plays a guy who practices subliminal uh, advertising, even though it's illegal. And he uses subliminal. Ooh. He uses subliminal images in his murder plot and. Subliminal images are used in the ending, of course, and it's not the greatest ending, but it's the but everyone loves watching Columbo and him go back and forth. Okay, because they had a really good rapport. Is that what it was? Yeah, and I'm sure if you post this episode when it's ready on on the Dork Forest Facebook page, I'm sure everyone will have their own a favorite. The, everyone episode, who watches yeah. it will have their own favorite. Right. Part of the appeal is everyone loves a good detective story, but you also want a detective 
who's interesting enough to spend time with. And so when I was a kid and Murder, She Wrote came out, I'm like, I don't, who's that old mystery writer who's a woman? Why would I want to? I could probably get into it now, though. Yeah, uh, I've watched a couple of them. The they same way. are the the draw of these mystery novels i could see why like right now i'm watching miss fisher's murder mysteries it's an australian lady detective set in the 1920 i i read about it last week and last week someone posted how great it is and now that was a coincidence and now you're bringing her up right the first two seasons the, are free uh, on or amazon or both? Uh, i i do really? enjoy the puzzle part it's not well the first two seasons on amazon prime are free but the okay. the puzzle parts are not are, are not uh super tricky but they do the nice thing where you have to watch it closely to see it because you can figure it out if you watch closely yes as opposed to the first the pilot episode of moonlighting i knew immediately that he was a nazi did i watch that i don't know that i watched that it was re- it actually holds moonlighting so, holds but, up really so good only word? yeah go ahead yeah go ahead the well, no, uh, i was just gonna ask about jazz age australia Okay. Where is it? Melbourne or Sydney? It's in Melbourne. And it, and it, their jazz age was everyone's jazz age? Their jazz age was everyone's jazz age. We've watched three episodes so far, and the last episode was about jazz. Weird. With a with a black actress who had a terrible southern accent. <laughs> or at least hit and miss. <laughs> yeah. Brits and, Brits and Aussies usually can nail English accents. When they fail... Oh, doggy. I, the, <laughs> right. I mean, it's better than a British. A that... about, can you look up Cray Brothers movie? There are two of them. C-R-A-Y? One was with Tom Hardy and one was with K-R-A-Y. Okay. This is this is an old school. There was a recent one with Tom we... Hardy. Okay. Where you were. Um, where the, the satellite delay between between the talking. Oh, is it called Legend? What year is it? 2015? No, there's one before that. The, Whatever that one's called, it contains the most amazingly bad. I think it, they're trying to do a New York accent. Maybe it is truly stunning. It was, it was like <laughs> if you showed a computer a picture of an American and tried to, and and had the had the computer deduce what that person would sound like. That's hilarious. Let me see if I can find um, it. What do you? Meanwhile, have you, ever you can s- talk. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm going to talk and I'm going to ask you about um, this one, yeah. uh, an episode from 1977, the Bye Bye Sky High IQ murder case. Two former college friends, yes. now partners in an accounting firm, become enemies. People were really, really overt enemies in the 70s. Well, they became enemies because one of them knew that the other one was embezzling funds. Okay, well, that... That and doesn't what, feel like what what makes that <laughs> so they're, so they're not that? enemies. One is yeah. He's like I mean I suppose if I suppose the embezzler thought you know that I'm embezzling <laughs> now you're my enemy. So I right. guess in that way it feels it feels very cartoonish sometimes. The arching it's like this is my arch enemy. It'd be like me saying Mike Berbiglia was my arch enemy <laughs> or nemesis. There's who's on there's someone on Twitter who collects nemeses and brags about oh roxanne gay okay he collects nemeses and brags about it uh there's an episode in season one bye bye sky high iq murder case yeah that's that could be called that that one could be called murder at a mensa meeting because that's really what it's about oh i love it when they Columbo going uh i love it when they go to a mensa meeting yeah colombo matches wits with a uh 
Mensa genius who thinks he's planned the perfect crime. Can I tell you probably for the 13th time what Nancy Cation said about Mensa? Uh, yes, please. I've forgotten it. <laughs> uh, so. When I was about 13 or 14, I wanted to join Mensa because I thought I was super smart. And she literally was washing dishes or cooking or something. And she looks up and she goes, it's just an excuse for wife swapping. Don't even get involved. <laughs> <laughs> I think she knew from... Looking back, do you think she... I don't know. Do you think she knew what it was? Oh, I know she knew what it actually was. When I was a waiter, I was a waiter at Spaghetti Works in Sioux Falls in 1987. Braggart. Did you ever do the Spaghetti Works in Des Moines? Yes. I did stand up there. Yes. 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 That's what I meant. I didn't mean like, uh, did you pull a heist? (laughs) I meant, yes. Did you do stand up? Yes. So (laughs) I was a waiter at the one in Sioux Falls. Okay. And I had a, and one and once I said, okay, go, you're taking care of that room today. So, okay. And I walk in and I, there's a guy standing just outside the room, staring at the bricks. He's part of the room. And I go in and there's a 16 year old kid talking to a woman in her sixties about Central America. And there's a guy talking with another person. And the first guy is correcting everything the other person is saying. There's nothing this other person is saying that this guy can't find fault with. Wow. And I couldn't figure, what the hell is this? And then I go back into the kitchen and the manager said, yeah, that's a that's a lo- meeting of the local Mensa club. Wow. How boring. <laughs> so boring. Um, I wanted to I'm take go the back 16 to year old aside and say, you don't want to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, go back to Colombo. Uh, there was an episode where a wealthy man is murdered and his twin nephews stand to inherit. Which one committed the crime? Yeah, that's that one's okay, but it's about twins. Come on, enough with the fucking <laughs> twins. Okay, how about this one? An art critic, Dale Kingston, kills his uncle for his valuable collection of paintings. All the clues lead to the dead man's first wife. Can Columbo corrupt the lieutenant's error before it's too late? He he does, and very, very ingeniously. Oh, that episode's a good one? Suitable for framing, season one? Um, he, yeah. Yeah. It's a good, actually, it's a good introduction, too, if you've never seen it. Okay. Suitable for framing, aired Columbo November. Columbo plays a long game with this guy. Oh, that's awesome. It looks like s- some of them were written by one person, and then other ones had, like, a team. I would think with, with mysteries, you'd need a team. Well, the the two guys, Levinson and Link, who created it, were mystery experts. So they they rewrote everything that came into them. They gave credit pretty generously, but ultimately they rewrote everything the way they wanted it. Okay. How about this one? Season three, wine producer Adrian Carsini discovers that his younger brother Enrico plans to sell the family vineyards to pay his playboy life debts and sets out to murder him. Wow. Doesn't that give it away? Any old port in a storm season yeah. three that gives it away. Well, no, it doesn't. You, it does not. Oh, give he it. Said- okay. We clearly <laughs> have not, we have not, uh, we have not uh, covered the Columbo format then clearly. Okay. Okay. The what is the Columbo format, format is, well, let's use, let's use the, the, the wine merchant one uh, played by the great Donald Pleasance, who is, who is, is an amazing actor and is an amazing actor in this one. So we see him 
He's visited by his his brother. We immediately know that Donald Pleasance is going to kill his brother. We don't know why yet or how, but once that's established, okay. We and so the twenty first twenty minutes is the murder, or the finding, or the twenty first twenty minutes is setting up the motive for the murder, and then the murder, and they don't we oh. don't see Columbo, which I remember oh. reading or somewhere that or hearing that. That first made the the studio or network nervous. It's like, what? Twenty minutes? No, it's too long. I said, no, it's not too long, and it wasn't. <laughs> so, the first twenty minutes is setting up the murder and committing the murder, and then Columbo shows up, and he's scruffy and in the trench coat, and now he's in this case in uh, wine country. Huh. Okay. So the first 20 minutes of every episode, we just essentially meet who might be the bad guys. No, we meet the bad guy and we know who it is and we see the bad guy or occasionally woman commit the murder. Oh my gosh. Oh, so there Thinking is no... they have gotten away with it because it's so perfect. Oh. There's that... no doubt who the murderer is ever. Well, there's one bad episode where there's sort of a crap, in, crap twist that no one really likes. But generally, no. The point is, the point of every Columbo is, how is Columbo going to A, solve the crime, and or B, trap the guy into giving himself away? So th- that's the So mystery. that's the draw of it. Okay. Yes. I that's see. That's the draw. Oh, okay. So he's, so we know that the wine guy the has killed his younger critic, brother. Mm-hmm. In case of the art critic. Right. And Oh, yeah. So the wine guy, Columbo, figures it out fairly early, sets up something of a con in order to get the guy to give himself away. Aha. Uh-huh. Sometimes Columbo finds the evidence that can, ha- that can put him away. Sometimes Columbo has to set up a con to help him prove it. I love that thing with Columbo where he, he leaves. He goes, oh, one more thing. And then he turns back. He does that almost every episode, right? Yes. Yes. And that's one of <laughs> that, the things we all love. Can't get enough is... of it. <laughs> well, then good for you. Do you like Yeah, go ahead. And it still it still holds up. Uh, our mutual friend Catherine Michon on Facebook recently did a just one oh, more thing joke. The, which is why and I know most of my I, Columbo I references. Out loud. Oh, there you go. Did you LOL it's her still on funny. Facebook? I LOL I I LOL with the right with the Yellow emoji with the <laughs> the big open mouth laugh. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Have you seen a candidate for crime, a Senate candidate running for office kills his campaign manager? Yeah, that's a great one. Oh, yeah. That's another really good one. Um, yeah. How about mm-hmm. a police commissioner provides an alibi for a friend who just killed his wife? Great ending. Oh, friend indeed. Yeah. The police. Co- he sets up. A, yeah. Sets up a great con for it. Oh, that's awesome. And all of these actors look vaguely familiar. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's Oh, I know him. It's that one it's guy. It's that one guy. It's that one lady. How about this one? A lady lawyer kills her husband for the insurance money and tries to make it look like kidnapping. Yeah, that was one of the movies. Oh. One of the two movies. Oh, interesting, because it says season one, episode two. They must have used the same plot again. That's, yeah, it's con- it's confusing what constitutes the pilot. Okay. Is it the first movie? Is it the second movie? Or is it the first episode of the mystery movie series? Okay. Do you remember McLeod? Remember that series? Yeah, I never saw that one either. I don't know that I did either. But I know it's about a, a cop 
from the West on a horse in New Manhattan. Oh, okay. That was one of the mystery movies that would alternate with Columbo. Okay. Um, one week there'd be a Columbo, the next week there'd be a McLeod. Oh. Uh, I, there, I, there may have been a time when I knew what the others were, but I think <laughs> one was about an insurance investigator investigating high-end insurance crimes. Um. I like it when I'm trying to think what, what what the ones where you know who did it because the the new thing that's happening like NCIS and when I say new I'm talking 20 years uh, the new thing is NCIS and Bones <laughs> where we where we don't know who did it and then we, they have to figure it out does Law and Order tell you who did it in the beginning right. too question mark oh I just did a voice to text thing. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't i mean i watched very little law and order because it bores the hell out of me but i doubt it because i think yeah cops have to come in and start investigating right away right yeah I've, I've never seen law and order either i know um there's seven of them and every one of them has a hundred episodes um and right. some people just watch them on repeat now, all I the time seen a few it's soothing. Of now, yeah it's soothing and i and I think there, the trend that I noticed, and I don't know if it's a trend, I watched a few episodes of Castle. Can you solve them? Is there, they're not really set up to be solved. It's more like, let's just <laughs> right, watch them. At, them we're as, watching them at work. Watch the detective. <laughs> right. But it was, they don't worry about setting up clues for the audience, right? Right. To my knowledge, they don't. What What about, have you ever seen um, yeah. Sherlock, the, the Cumberbatch Sherlock? Oh, yeah. Great stuff. That I is kind of great stuff. There's only three episodes. Solvable? Yeah, I don't think they are. What? I think that, I mean, what what we what we're watching is his process. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I don't mind. I mean, I, I love they made most it interesting. of those episodes. So, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I very. think it it got a little into its up its own butt for, uh, at the end of it, but not even enough to make me not watch it. Yeah. Towards the, yeah. I remember not liking the season the series finale but that's fine did you ever read encyclopedia brown oh yeah faithfully never solved a one <laughs> I think me neither complicated for kids to solve right yeah they, well, like, i mean it would always like you're <laughs> like, like there was one like he proved that whatever uh, he proved that someone's like a bully's alibi was fake because he gave the bully's victim 41 cents and the bully claimed that well i the, the the victim just gave me change i asked the victim can he break a dollar bill and encyclopedia brown ensured that he couldn't have broken the dollar bill because of the, the kind of, of the coins denomination of the so coins like, yes who the hell is this that at age eight <laughs> Right, I remember there was something about a brown Not that hat. I didn't read all the ones that came out. But yeah, yeah, I read them all, and I just I felt vaguely dumb for never getting the answer to them. But I always thought it would make a really good kind of telephone yeah. mystery game, like a cell phone uh, mystery game. How would the game work? Uh, what about this one? Death lends a hand. A private investigator kills his client's wife after she threatens to expose his blackmail scheme. Did you see that one? Uh, yes. And then you, and that's that's Robert Culp, and you get to watch him and him and Columbo do their thing. Oh, okay. It's another one of the. Was he on several they times? Had the best, they had the best dances. Yeah, the best the best cat and mouse dances were were Columbo and 
Culp's various characters. Uh, season four, a brilliant photographer, Paul Galesco, plans to murder his domineering wife, Francis, and pin the crime on an ex-convict. His plan is to make it look as if Alvin kidnapped his wife, a lot of kidnapping, and killed her. And look who played the photographer. Who played the photographer? Oh, it doesn't say? No. Dick um, Van Dyke. Oh, shit, snap. As they, as no one says anymore. Right? Right. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, oh, a killer. The world's gone mad. Not just a killer, a premeditated killer. Right. That's... That feels accurate, though. And with a full beard, too. Oh, is that what that... Oh, okay. A full that is Dick killer. Van Dyke. He looks like George Lucas. Uh, I can't picture what George Lucas looks like, but if George Lucas has a full <laughs> white beard... Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was one from 1989 that was supposed to be good. A film director resorts to his mastery of special effects to murder a vengeful friend. Uh, it's like Mysterio in Spider-Man. What does Mysterio do? In uh, in Spider Man Far From Home, the new uh, the new Spider Man movie, which is excellent, J- uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays Mysterio, who was a special effects guy in Hollywood, and he's decided to become a superhero, um, the cheap way. Does he end up being a, a villain or just a lame bat, just a lame superhero? Uh, he's ends up being very much a super villain, which would be a spoiler if it wasn't also a book and hadn't come out a year ago and if right and if i wasn't the only person who had not seen it yeah <laughs> did you see the first spider-man with michael keaton playing the vulture i my shame is that i have not seen any of the spider-man movies let me tell you that michael keaton makes uh the vulture into a supervillain that makes sense and is smart because in the comic books the vulture is a dum-dum in the comic books oh in the comic books the vulture is dumb Yes. And Keaton makes him smart? Keaton makes him smart. Keaton makes him interesting. Keaton gives him a reason for him to have gone wrong and um, and a worthy advocate for uh, future. And, and they didn't kill him, which is another problem with supervillains in some of the previous movies. They would just kill them. The DC Universe tends to kill the bad guys, and uh, it's a waste of a bad guy. Because then they have to bring him back. What's to life. wrong with that? Oh well, then yeah. Well, that's the problem. That's not killing them is not the problem. It's not leaving them dead. <laughs> Leave them dead. Did for you see Black Panther? No, I didn't see that either. I keep not seeing superhero uh, movies because I'll tell you, uh, they nailed that one with Killmonger and um, and Mbaku. The uh, the the two guys that are supposedly a bad guy and an actual bad guy, and then but. Michael uh, Jordan, Michael B. Jordan played Killmonger and he was yeah. outstanding. And um, I have a theory that when they put his body at sea, Namor raises him from the dead. And that's when he comes back. I'm going to go with that theory, even though I don't know the words that you're saying. <laughs> you should also know that uh, Black Panther is actually sociopolitically one of the best movies in the series. That, and I think, and the first Avenger. Oh, and Civil War. I somehow missed, I was going to see Winter Soldier, because it's, they say it's like a good 70s spy movie, and I forgot. Oh. But now that I'm in quarantine, I think I'm going to make time. Do you have Disney Plus? You no. need better internet, my friend. Yeah, but I'll just I'll just I'll rent it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's still a thing. That's sure a it thing, is. Right? But you need good internet. Well, my internet's good enough. Like I I will let's see what was the, I just, 
Man Seeking Woman Season 3. I'm the only person I know who's seen it, which I love. I bought that on Amazon and watched it, and it was fine here in my apartment. <laughs> Say that again. I, I can watch Amazon TV sh- shows that are on Amazon. I can watch in my apartment, and it's fine. Okay. Regardless of how... how ever, yeah. No, my internet is probably less than perfect. Uh, isn't everybody's. Anyway, what about this one? Now you see him, master magician, the great Santini, is amazing audiences at the Cabaret of Magic. What they don't know is that Santini hopes to pull off the grandest illusion of his career, making club owner Jesse T. Jerome disappear. The crude Jerome is the one person who knows that Santini was a Nazi death camp guard. Oh, my God. Well, he was, yeah, he was a Hitler youth. I mean, I think he was, yes, that's. What made him less repellent, I mean, I think he was like 17, he was supposed to be a 17-year-old Nazi. Well, what they're leaving, these (laughs) summaries are not great, which I I won't harp on, but for example, what what that episode is about is the magician kills his victim in the middle of a nine-minute magic trick. That's what makes that episode that episode. Oh, that's interesting. It's a... uh, uh, it's a lowering. It's one of those lowering into a tank oh, okay. of water tricks. I see. And then we have to watch Columbo figure it out. And while he's in the while he while he is in the tank of water, he also <laughs> manages to uh, kill his victim and then make it back in time for the kill end the of club the, owner. Uh, trick. It's like if uh, it's like if I were on stage exactly. and I, all of a sudden I got off stage and the club owner who owned the Tulsa Comedy Club had passed away. How did it happen? <laughs> right. How did she pull it off? She was on stage yep. in view of 300 people. It couldn't have been her. It couldn't have been her. Mm-hmm. Well, what about this one? Identity crisis. A spy is killed on a lonely beach by his contact, but the killer has been photographed beforehand walking with the victim. That is a terrible summation. Identity crisis. It is. <laughs> they were also not terribly bright spies because they let them, they decided they would meet at an amusement park and uh, let them. Columbo kept finding people who remembered them. <laughs> like they were trying to they were trying to be anonymous, and yet at one point. Uh, they stopped it. They stopped at one of those rifle games where you have to shoot okay. down ducks, and one of them was a marksman <laughs> who got all of them. And which was that is not it. subtle, so, my friend. So, Columbus, did you have you ever seen this guy? Yeah, I saw him. He was a marksman. <laughs> Worst spies ever. An architect kills his business partner and deliberately lets Columbo suspect him, leading Columbo to think that he's hidden the body in the foundation of a building under construction. He plans to let Columbo dig up the site and find nothing, knowing that it's a perfect place to hide the body since Columbo would never look at the same place twice. Blueprint. That sort of actually sort of gives away the episode. That's terrible then. (laughs) Assholes. How about, uh, what about this one? Oh, that one's, this one's from 1993. So, will it be good? Well, the previ- the previous episode, the one about the architect, Falk had to Falk wanted to direct, and so he went on strike, but he couldn't come out and say I'm going on strike because I want to direct. He pretended to uh, be sick for an episode, and so there's an episode where a guy who looks like him from behind is shot 
more than you would normally shoot someone like that in a, in a scene like that. And then eventually they said, all right, well, we have to start <laughs> shooting Columbo from the front. Let's give in. And, and that was Blueprint for Murder, the architect episode? Yeah. Okay. What about, th- what about this one? Nick Franco is a violent two-timing gigolo, and his current paramour, Laura Stanton, has had enough. With the help of a young woman named Lisa, she murders her lover and sets herself up with an airtight talibi. Okay, that's 1993. Nope, that it feels late. Um, and then... It is late. How about... Oh, here's one. A doctor kills the husband of the woman he's having an affair with, but is seen leaving the house <laughs> uh, by a witness who happens to be blind? That sounds like a, you're giving something away. Oh, yeah. Well, no. No, it's not. No. You learn, you see him early on, uh, you see the doctor leaving and the and the guy who seems to be blind is, what well, he's like, he, I think he said, like, who's <laughs> like, there? Oh, like who's the blind there? are always he's doing he's on television in the 70s. He says to a car. <laughs> the 70s, so sensitive. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? A filmmaker kills one of his clients on a break during the screening of a new ad campaign. Oh, that's yeah, Robert that's Culp just again. Yeah, that's one. Double Exposure, 1973. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? Oh, 1994. Yeah. You probably haven't seen it. Egomaniac Fielding Chase, a radio talk show host who, in order to prevent his daughter from moving to New York, murders a member of his staff. No, I did see that. And does it say who the... No, say who, who plays, plays the radio, the radio host? host? It was William, William oh, Shatner. Wow. I'm so glad he had work. Um, how about this one? A country and western singer kills his overpowering wife in a plane crash with while he parachutes to safety. Plays Johnny that? Cash. Well, first yeah. of all, this is the plot of uh, The Girl Most Likely To with Stockard Channing. Um Second of all, what year was 72 that? or 73, she was in high school and had, um, she gets in a disfiguring uh, accident, has plastic surgery, and turns into the beauty that is Stockard Channing and goes back and kills everybody who was mean to her in high school. Yeah, the oh, girl most likely to. And uh, Is it drive-in fair? Again? Would you have seen it at a drive-in <laughs> yes. in the early 70s? I didn't. I saw it on television. Uh so, but what I have yeah. noticed is that when a lot of guys are killing their wives because they're bitches, man. <laughs> well, that's usually, yeah, that's most murders are. Oh, my God. Too funny. Uh, Jim Wooster, by the way, is who I'm talking to. And we're talking about Columbo with a bit of a lag on the on on the internet but if you go to razorcake.com you could watch him you can read some of the reviews of books that he's done uh yeah so what else uh are there what are you are you uh wait is that the last one no wait a minute 74 swan song that was the last one uh-huh that was yeah well maybe yeah, it's the, the last list. one on that summary it's um the spot janet lee or is it Lee, Lee or I Janet think. Lee or Janet Lay? That's yeah, that's who How about this that one? killer is. A famous psychiatrist uses an appointment with his doctor as an alibi while he calls his house where his dead wife's lover is. The call serves as the first step in a conditioning reflex of the psychiatrist's dogs. The other part is the word rosebud as uttered by the victim. When Columbo arrives on the scene, the psychiatrist is very understanding when police say they may have to put his dogs to death. But Columbo notices how friendly the dogs seem. And then there's a telephone that's hanging from a hook. 
who wrote these? <laughs> <laughs> and then there are dogs, and then there's a phone, and it's hanging from the hook, and Columbo's <laughs> like, oh, so. Well, we're giving it a shot. Oh, wait a minute. Um, this is 19. 19- okay. This must be one of the movies because it's season one, episode one, aired February 20th, 1968. Columbo's first mystery pits him against a cheating doctor out to get rid of his wife in favor of his young, pretty actress girlfriend. Yeah, that was that oh, was okay. the one based on the play. All right. And some people, some people might call it the pilot. I, don't I will know say this is, about but... Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. They feel like plays. They feel like stage productions. And, and the, the costumes are fabulous. The characters are adorable. And uh, the the sort of the setting of the time, 1920 Melbourne, is fascinating as far as just sort of, because it wasn't prohibition, but it was, you know, in, it was in the United States, but I don't think it was in Australia. I, I meant to look that up. Did they have prohibition in Australia in 1920? What do you think is the, that show is growing immensely popular. Why do you think that the is? Miss Fisher? I don't yeah. know, but she is essentially, she plays like a woman in her early 30s who keeps hooking up with guys in their early 20s. And she shot it when she was in her early 40s. And she's now 50. Oh, so it's... So they're... So that yeah, was in Australia in 2012. 10 years ago? Okay. And now I think people so. are just discovering it here. Yeah. Kind of amazing. Good. Um, it, But the, it feels like a stage play oftentimes. Which I... In, a, in kind of a, in good, a good way. way? I... Th- I I've enjoyed it every time, and um, we've only watched three episodes of the first season, so I really I enjoyed it. Oh, by the way, I got these uh, best episodes of Columbo off of something called EpisodeNinja.com, and it pro- it proposes that they will give you a list of the best episodes of any TV show and possibly spoil them for you. <laughs> 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 that is before before i did this podcast before i wanted i thought well the dork forest has been i mean what is it this is like the what uh, 900 there's 200 that are buried behind a blog talk uh call-in problem so essentially there's 850 yeah yeah almost 900 right right so i looked up dork forest colombo to ensure that that this right. has not been done here's the thing about there is a there is a podcast that I did not listen to, and I don't know that I will, but maybe I will, that's devoted oh, okay. to Columbo. Is it called Columbo? And you can Columbo? guess what it's called. <laughs> no, let's, no. That's again. You'll get it. <laughs> I wouldn't, if that's what it were called, I wouldn't have brought attention to it. I, that would not is be it called cool. One More Thing? And now we're, Just One More Thing. Just One More Thing, yeah. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, or I don't know if it exists. I don't know if it's current or if it's or if it's now defunct or but it has existed okay. and maybe still. What does. about this one? The family and friends of brilliant naval architect Commodore Otis Swanson have gathered for the company's annual party. The Commodore has become increasingly discontented with the way his son-in-law has developed the shipbuilding firm into a vast impersonal corporation. Have you seen that one? It is somehow <laughs> One of the worst episodes of television ever made, which is weird given. And I didn't, I yeah. didn't trust my memory on that. I, after I bought the DVD of that season, I'm like, is this, <laughs> is this really as bad as I think and remember? 
And I looked it up, and someone on The Guardian wrote a long essay about it. It is yes, the third is worst bad. episode of Columbo, according to this website. The other two are from the 90s. Oh, wait. I was going to say, the other two would right. have to be this, from the that, 90s. That was from 76. There's another one that's terrible from 76 called A Matter of Honor. The owner of a bull ranch in Mexico gives his workers the day off and then t- talks his number one man into fighting the bull who nearly killed his son, but instead he shoots him with a tranquilizer gun and lets the bull kill him. Yeah. Colombo, who's on vacation in Mexico, gets dragged into the case by an admiring colleague, but he has trouble convincing the Mexicans that the accident is really homicide. How do you prove that the bull is a murder weapon? Yeah. How do you do it? Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not. It's it's it's, it's, oh, it's, bad. it's, it's less it's bad okay. than the one. I like that he's listed who's written these two. I would. I wanted it to be the same person who wrote the Commodore one, uh, but it isn't. It's a totally different dude who has written that one. What about this one? An Irish poet who confronts a peace organization while secretly running guns kills an arms dealer who tries to swindle him. What's good about that one is. It's like one of it may be the only Columbo and one of the few shows on television from that era that's oh. rooted in the real world. It really stands out in the sense it addresses that, the IRA. Oh, wow, this is, yeah, yeah, these people are are actually concerned with issues that are actually happening. In yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I believe it was seventy eight. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, how about this one? Yeah. Vivica Scott, the founder of Beauty Mark Cosmetics, is being threatened by her rival. When he finds out that her revolutionary cream formula actually removes wrinkles, he has the formula pirated. Who's, who dies in Lovely But Lethal, 1973? Have you seen that? Martin Sheen. Uh, Martin Sheen dies. This is a, it's a, yeah. it's a who's who of who. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while on a work trip to London to learn the techniques of the British police, Columbo gets involved with the murder of Roger Haversham, a rich old businessman who's financing the careers of two rundown theater stars. Well, that seems impersonal. Um, when Sir yeah, Roger threatens to end good. their careers because he felt betrayed, he's killed. A short while, short while after, his butler figures out the motives for his master's murder, blackmails the actors who have no other choice than to kill him and make it look like he committed suicide because he murdered his employer. Columbo still manages to catch both the murderers with the help of a pearl and a new umbrella. Yeah, that, that gives it away. But... He gives yes, but so feel fortunately, free to just it's not blow a good it off. Episode, so. How about this one? A fading actress kills her husband sure. when he refuses to back her comeback show. Oh, that's the Janet um, Lee ones. The mistress of a conductor becomes the target for murder after threatening to tell all of her love uh, to tell all to her lover's wife. Yeah, that's a particular. Yeah. you know who John Cassavetes is. I wonder why. I wonder He's why I know who that is. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, Doctor Marshall. Cahill, head of a think tank, is forced to protect his plagiarizing son by killing the professor who discovered the plagiarized information. He programs a robot to take his place during a war game exercise that he runs from an isolated room and then fakes a hit and run accident on Nichols and plants evidence to make it look like a drug theft gone awry. Wow, this is complicated. Holy smokes. And it, it sort of oh, fair it ends with a cheat, kind of. Um, yeah. yeah, this is uh, the female head of a museum hires one of the guards to rob the museum to collect the insurance money. But during the robbery, she kills him and her own brother, making it look like they killed each other. 
wow, I have four brothers. I don't want to kill any of them. What's happening? I don't, I don't really remember that. I sort, I know, I have vague. I mean, I know who the killer the is. Guard but I don't really remember the guard robber's brother reports a strange message on his answering machine that makes it seem like he had been killed. And Columbo gets on the case. When Columbo first comes to the crime scene, he noticed the lights are off, a gold medallion in the robber's pants, and signs that pointed to the fact that he's going abroad after the heist. And he concluded that these clues mean someone else was involved. Wow. How about a health a health club owner kills yeah, his partner right. who's about to uncover a fraud and makes it look like an accident? Killed by a treadmill? Oh, Robert wow. Robert Conrad is the killer. Are you pulling these out of, out of thin air? Yeah. I'm from memory. When I, I remember Gray what matter. I remember. Yeah, All right. I don't, like the, the museum? Yeah, Gray Matter <laughs> put to A chess grandmaster use. disposes of the champion who keeps coming back at him. Coming back at him? What? Did you see the chess one? It's supposed to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's from the 90s. Here's a 72. Uh, the manager of a football team kills the team's owner, describing himself as an ice cream vendor as a cover. Yeah, oh, that's yeah? a particularly good one. Yeah, another Robert Culp. Oh, another Robert Culp. That's the third one. Um, a woman shoots her overbearing brother claiming she thought he was a burglar. Some people don't like their siblings, man. Yeah, if it's if it's a if it's not a spouse, you know who it's wrote a sibling. This one, Stephen Bochco. Didn't he do NYPD Blue? Yeah. All right. And yeah. what about Mark McAndrews, a top network programmer is promoted to a New York position. His assistant, who is very ambitious and his lover, expects to get his old job, but of course he feels she's out of her league and needs more experience. K Feeling betrayed, decides to seek revenge. Do you think that's a dick joke? Needs more experience? <laughs> um, the head of a military school kills one of the governors by sabotaging the gun in which is used on Founders Day. I think governors and military school, that means something else. Um, no, I think, no, it's a military school. I don't know what the governor's is. Uh, by Dawn's holiday? Early Light? Yeah. What does it say the thing the head about of a military again? school kills one of the governors by sabotaging the gun which is used on Founders Day. Oh yeah, there are like a governor is a, board like member. a board of a board member. Yeah, the board, the overseeing. What board about this of, one? Of a this famous place. general kills a business associate, then woos a neurotic female witness to thwart Colombo's investigation. That's the one where they shot him from. They shot another person from behind <laughs> as often as they could. And then oh, and so he directed it. Okay, fine. No, oh, okay. that's the one he went on strike for. A fading movie star one. tries to murder a writer who's attempting to blackmail her, but accidentally kills her PA. Movie stars yeah. kill a lot in the 70s. At least two movie stars <laughs> killed on Columbo. Uh, what about um, playback? An inventor videotapes his mother-in-law's death and then replays it back to the security guard to give himself an alibi. Yeah, and Columbo Damn busts straight. the hell out of that alibi. Well, let me tell you this, Jim Wooster. It has been an hour where we have discussed Columbo. <laughs> Not necessarily a pleasure. The time has been an hour. I've, I've been entertained. You've been entertained. Let's see if the Rangers are entertained. When I release this, people, we've been talking to Jim Wooster. Thank you so much for doing the show. And Rangers. Thank you for having me. It has been an hour Rangers, you know too. the rules out there. Even now more than ever. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that?
If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?